Hey, and welcome to the Resound Church podcast. Whether it's your first or your 40th time tuning in, we're so glad you're here and we pray you get something powerful from this sermon. Thank you so much, team. I appreciate you. Appreciate what you have done this morning for us. Easter Sunday. Is it about the Easter eggs? Some of the kids would think so. The first thing my grandchildren said to me, little Alex and Mimi, come running up, Nanny, going to your house for an Easter egg hunt. (laughs) Yes, you are. And oh my goodness, there's going to be seven of them. Fortunately, Talia isn't up to Easter eggs yet. But seven, seven down to nearly two running around after Easter eggs. Please pray for me. (laughs) But it's not about the Easter eggs, is it? It's not about the hot cross buns on Friday or you might be eating them again today. It is about the fact that Jesus rose again for each and every one of us to make a difference in our lives, to give us opportunity to be who we are called to be, for us to be able to lay down our old life and say, thank you, Jesus, you've given me an opportunity to have a fresh and a new life. And I need to get into my sermon, not the dedication. So the title of my message this morning is The Power to Start Again. New Beginning. We've been doing a series over these last few weeks called New Beginning. And today, the new beginning comes from the power of the resurrection, comes from the fact that Jesus died on the cross and rose again. Because of his willingness to go to the cross and rise again, we now have the opportunity to be able to shift our thinking, be able to move things out of our life. Why? Because we have Jesus who rose again. Midge spoke on Good Friday. Why is Easter so significant? This was a powerful message. If you haven't listened to it, why don't you go back, take some time out and listen to the Good Friday message. You know, Jesus died on the cross and rose again for all humankind. It wasn't just for me. It wasn't just for you. It was for all people. I want to read something to you which I think is quite powerful. It says, Jesus' death through the cross shows us his love. Jesus' resurrection from the grave shows us his power. The cross brought pardon of sin. The resurrection brought the power to overcome sin. The cross brought access to God the Father. The resurrection brought the authority of God. The cross dealt with the victim mindset of sin, shame and guilt. The resurrection brought victory and abundant life. The cross brought a new beginning through redemption. The resurrection brought new hope and a future. Oh, okay. Okay. The resurrection brought hope and a future. Yes. And boy, do we need hope and a future right now in our world, yeah? Boy, do we need to bring hope.
hope into a world that feels so desperate, so lonely, so confused. Over the last two years or more now, we have been going through so much. So much has happened in our world. When we look at what's happening in Ukraine over there and then we look at different parts of the world, different things are happening. There seems to be a lack of hope and a future. But I want to declare to you today, because Jesus died on the cross and rose again, we have a hope and a future. We do not have to fear about what's going on around us. We don't have to fear whether or not God's going to be there. He is there. He sent his son Jesus to die on the cross and rise again so that we have an opportunity of hope and a future. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power that we can tap into and know that whatever situation we go through, whatever's happening in our lives, something can shift in our thinking to know that God has us in the palm of his hand. I want to read a passage of scripture to you from John chapter 20, verse 1 to 10. The disciples have been walking with Jesus, I'm going to go to it, and learning from him for three years They had sat with him. They had heard him talk about the fact that he was going to go to the cross, die, and that he would rise again in three days. They had heard his teaching. But here we see on John chapter 21 to 10, early on Sunday morning, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. Let's just stop there. How amazing is this? Isn't that great? I'd like us to give Pip and Rachel where it a hand. They did an extraordinary job of putting that together. The stone's been rolled away. It says they have taken, she ran back and found Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved. And she said, they have taken the Lord's body out of the tomb and we don't know where they have put him. Peter and the other disciples sought, started out for the tomb. Can you imagine? Here they are like, oh no, where's his body? They're running so fast. It's, and then it goes on and it says, he stooped, sorry, they were both running, the, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He stooped and looked in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he didn't go in. Then Simon Peter arrived and went inside. He also noticed the linen wrappings lying there, and while the cloth that had covered Jesus' head was folded up and lying apart from the other wrappings. Then the disciples who had reached the tomb first also went in and he saw and believed. For until then they still hadn't understood the scriptures that said Jesus must rise from the dead. Then they went home. If we look at this passage of scripture, here we see the disciples had spent three years with Jesus. They had heard his teaching. They had heard that he was saying to them, I'm going to die and I'm going to rise again. But don't worry, it's going to be okay. This is what's going to happen. And it wasn't until this moment, and I think it's Peter and John, because it says the one that Jesus loved, and John always liked to say that he was the favourite. So I'm going to take the liberty to say there that it's Peter and John. 
Peter and John at that moment, the revelation came, the penny dropped. It dropped within their heads to, to say, oh my goodness, this is what he's talking about. And then they had this calm. Because what it says in the passage was, then they went home. It was like, oh, that's what he was talking about. We don't have to be concerned. It's okay. His body's missing, but that's because he has risen from the dead. We go on though, and we see here that Mary Magdalene had gone to the tomb sad, sombre, not understanding what had happened to Jesus' body. She sat in a place of how do I go forward? She sat in this place of, I don't know what to do. They've stolen my Saviour's body. They've taken him. I don't know where they've taken him. What am I going to do now? She sits in this moment of, Jesus, I am broken. Why would they do this? I've got a question. Have you ever sat in a place of confusion, wondering how do I go forward? Will I ever be able to live differently? We then see Peter and John has gone back, but they've left right there, Mary. She's come back and she's like, where is he? But they don't bother to stop to tell her. It's okay, Mary. Jesus has risen. They've left her in this place of disillusionment. You know, it says in Luke 24, 6 to 7, Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee, the Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day he raised, he, and on the third day be raised again. This is what the disciples and Mary had heard. The disciples, the penny dropped once they'd gone into the tomb and saw. But Mary hadn't clicked yet. They were, she was confused. But then if you read, and we're going to read on in John chapter 20. Mary was standing outside the tomb crying. And as she wept, she stooped and looked in. She saw two white-robed angels, one sitting at the head and the other at the foot of the place where they, the body of Jesus had been lying. Dear woman, why are you crying? The angels asked her. Because they've taken away my Lord, she replied, and I don't know where they put him. She turned to leave and someone saw and saw someone standing there. It was Jesus, but she didn't recognise him. Dear woman, why are you crying? Jesus asked her. Who are you looking for? She thought he was the gardener. Sir, she said, if you have taken him away, tell me where you have put him and I will go and get him. Mary, Jesus said. She turned to him and cried out, Rabbani, which is Hebrew for teacher. Don't cling to me, Jesus said, for I haven't yet ascended to the Father. But go find my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene found the disciples and told them, I have seen the Lord. Then she gave him his message. Suddenly in the meeting with Jesus, her ability to switch from being desperate and saying, I don't know where he is. Suddenly she knew that he was the one that could change her life 
forever. She was, she knew that he had risen from the dead. She suddenly realized the teaching that had been given to her over that period of time had come to a realization. I want to encourage you today. If you do not know Jesus or you're struggling with Jesus and you're wondering whether or not Jesus really is alive or whether he exists or whether or not this is the truth, I'm saying to you today when you come to a place of laying your life down before him and you say, here I am, Jesus. I want to put my trust in you. Something shifts in your thinking and suddenly grief and disappointment and all of those things go to joy. Does sometimes the situations we are in change? No. But we understand that we shift from not having hope to knowing the hope is in Jesus. We may look at our world right now and say no hope, but when we put our eyes onto Jesus and our trust onto Jesus like Mary and the disciples did at that moment, something shifts and they go, oh, he's alive. He's got it. He's got the situation in the palm of his hand. He can shift things. He can move things. He can do whatever it is that he needs to do. Mary, on the other hand, hadn't come to the realisation straight away. But once Jesus had met her, she knew that her saviour was alive. What are you facing in your life right now? Are you like Mary, looking for the saviour, looking for the answers? Life doesn't seem to be going in the way you were wanting. You have made your life more about what you want than what he may want. Today, in the same way, Mary's eyes were open to Jesus. Allow your eyes to be open today. Allow your eyes to look up and understand that there is a saviour who brings hope into situations that sometimes don't feel like they can be changed. You know, it is through the cross and the resurrection that the power to start again in our lives is in existence. In John chapter 20, from verse 19, it says, That Sunday evening the disciples were meeting behind locked doors because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. Suddenly Jesus was standing there among them. Peace be with you, he said. As he spoke, he showed them the wounds in his hand and his side and they were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. Their situation had not changed. The things around them hadn't changed. The the people outside wanting to persecute them and come against them hadn't changed. But the minute that they were in the presence of Jesus, it says here they were filled with joy. What fills us with joy is when we come into the presence of Jesus. If you're struggling or you're wondering or you're you're concerned or you're confused, I urge you, come into the presence of Jesus. Whatever that looks like, however you can do that, come into the presence and watch and see your life shift from confusion, disappointment to knowing that he's on it. And the joy of the Lord is your strength. It is through the Holy Spirit that we are given the power to start again in our life. In John 20, 21 to 22, again he said... 
Peace be with you as the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Then he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Jesus in his teaching with the disciples for that period of time continually would say to them, hey, I'm going, I'm going to die on the cross, I'm going to rise again, but I'm going to ascend back and be with my Father in heaven. But don't worry, I'm sending you the comforter, I'm sending you the Holy Spirit and it is the Holy Spirit that will give you the power and the ability to be able to go forward and do all that you are called to do. Don't worry, you've got the Holy Spirit to lean on and right at this moment, right at this incredible joyful moment where Jesus is standing with and sitting with the disciples, he turns to them and he says, then he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. I'm here. I have risen. I am not dead. I'm going back to be with my Father in heaven. But the Holy Spirit will be your comforter, will be your guide, will be your strength, will be the power you need to shift your thinking into a place where God has you in, in his palm of his hands. Some things need to shift. Some thinking needs to shift. Oh Lord, the world looks like it's falling apart. Come on, let's step out of the world falling apart into being in the presence of Jesus and go, hang on a minute. Jesus, you're in control. You have everything worked out. It may not look the way we want, But if you go back in the passages of Scripture and you read the Bible and you start to study the Bible, you will see that it says it's going to get worse before it's going to get better. But when you're a believer... When you believe that the resurrection has taken place, that we have a saviour that loves us, we do not have to fear, but we rejoice. And we know that he will never leave us nor forsake us and walk out of our room. Jesus said to his disciples earlier, when I'm gone, I will send the comforter. And that's exactly what he was saying to them in that moment when they met with him. In Acts chapter 2, it talks about when the Holy Spirit came upon them and they began to speak in other tongues. Please read that chapter of Scripture. I'm not reading them all today. I'd be here all day if I was reading passages of Scripture. But I want to encourage you as people, don't wait for us here on this platform to feed you. Go home and read the Scriptures. Study the Word. If there's something you don't like that's being said here, go home and study it. If you hear a passage of scripture and you think, I want to know more, go home and read Acts chapter 2. Go home and read the different things that the word of God is saying. In Acts 4.33, with great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and God's grace was so powerfully at work in them all. Philippians 3.10, I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death. Where are you at in your life? Does Jesus have a place to lead your life or are you relying on your own strength, on your own power? I love the old-fashioned scripture. And I say old-fashioned because it was one for me that has stuck with me since I was a tiny little girl. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Not in my own power, not in my own ability, 
But because of what Jesus did and rose again, I have power to be able to continue to walk my life in anything that comes my way, anything that tries to take me out. Maybe you feel you need a fresh start. You know, we've been going through a lot over these last two, two years and it has made us question about things. I've questioned. I've looked and gone, God, what's going on? When is this ever going to shift? When is it going to change? Lord, is our world ever going to look normal again? Probably not. But there's one thing I can promise you. Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever. And he will never, ever change. Never change. You can rely on him. You can draw on him. In John chapter 20, verse 30 to 31, the very last passages of this chapter, it says the disciples saw Jesus do many other miraculous signs in addition to the ones recorded in this book. But these are written so that you may continue to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing in him, you will have life by the power of his name. You will have life by the power of his name. In the name of Jesus, I believe people can be healed. In the name of Jesus, I believe marriages can be put back together. In the name of Jesus, I believe situations can be shifted. In the name of Jesus, I believe the Ukraine war can end. In the name of Jesus, it is the power of the name. And the power of the name comes from the fact that he rose again for you, for me and all mankind. Because the stone has been rolled away from the tomb, it is the proof to us that Jesus has risen. He doesn't sit in a tomb dead. He's the only God in all of the religions that is still alive. Did you hear that? Every other religion, their their God is not alive. But our God exists. Our God is alive. Jesus is alive. Thomas did not believe the disciples when they said he was alive. In chapter 20, verse 24, one of the 12 disciples, Thomas, nicknamed the twin, was not with the others when Jesus came. And they told him, we've seen the Lord. But he replied, I won't believe it unless I see the nail wounds in his hands, put my fingers into them and place my hand into the wound in the side. I have to see it to believe it. So here's Thomas. And then what happens is Jesus comes and he says, peace be with you. And he said, then he said to Thomas, put your finger here and look at my hands. Put your hand into the wound in my side. Don't be faithless any longer. Believe. Believe. My Lord and my God, Thomas explained, Then Jesus told him, you believe because you have seen me. Blessed are those who believe without seeing me. Blessed are those who believe without seeing me. We don't physically see Jesus before us. We are 
able to put our hand into the wounds, in the hand and into the side. But we believe because we know that we know that we know that Jesus has risen from the grave. That because of what Jesus did on the cross and rose again, my life is different. I have hope. I have joy. I have peace in times of turmoil. Does it mean that I don't experience all those feelings? Of course I do. We're human. But the difference is that when we believe, we put our hope in Jesus and not in man. We put our hope in what we know will take place and not in what man says. I love it. John 20, 29, you believe because you have seen me. Blessed are those who believe without seeing me. In John 20, 20, as he spoke, he showed them the wounds in his hands and his side. They will be, and they were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. So faith in God is simple. Don't complicate it. Come on, don't make it what it's not. Christianity is all about the fact that Jesus came to this earth to die on a cross, to rise again so we can have eternal life. Let's not complicate it. Let's not think that we've all got to be mopped up before we meet with the Saviour. Let's not think that our life can never be good enough to be in his presence. He doesn't care what you've done. He doesn't care what's happening around him. All he says is, come to me. You can doubt, but come to me. You can go through this, but come to me. Come to me and understand that through the power of the Holy Spirit, I give you the strength, the ability and the power to shift things in your life. So the first thing I want you to do is recognise what Jesus did on the cross for you and that he rose again so you might live. The second, the acknowledgement. Romans 3, chapter 3. For everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. We need to say, Jesus, I know I am a sinner. It isn't our good works that give us salvation. We are saved by Jesus' grace. Number three, do what the robber did on the cross. He asked Jesus to forgive him and remember him in paradise. It only takes Jesus. Remember me. Jesus, I want to accept what you did on the cross and rose again. I want you to be the Lord of my life. I want you to come into my situation. I want you to shift some things. I want to know the power of the Holy Spirit that gives me the strength to do what I need to do. And number four, receive the power that Jesus gave to his disciples. John 20, 21, 22, again he said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Then he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. You're not on your own. You're not by yourself. You're not in this world all on your own doing what you need to do. You have a saviour and through the Holy Spirit that he promised he would send, we rely on the Holy Spirit to give us the ability to think differently, to know that in situations we can have the joy of the Lord. We can have the strength to keep going. We can rise up and be who God is calling us to be. There is nothing you can do that can separate you from the love of Jesus. I love that passage of scripture in Romans. 
where it says there is nothing you can do. Right now, I'd love it if um, Tim would come. Just play quietly. Thank you. I'm not saying he plays loudly. (laughs) I just meant, you know, (laughs) maybe I should have used a different word like, you know, play softly, nicely. Oh, no, now I'm getting worse. (laughs) Tim, you're extraordinary. I'm going to keep my mouth shut because I'm making it worse. (laughs) The issue in our lives is so many of us hold on to wanting to stay as we are. So many of us hold on to the fears, the anxiousness. We hold on to those things that seem to grip us instead of bringing them, bringing them to Jesus and allowing the Holy Spirit to give us the power to remove them from our life. We can't do it in our own strength but we certainly can do it with Jesus, our Saviour. Each and every one of you would have received a um, communion pack when you walked in the door. If you haven't, I'm sure if you put your hand up, um, Peter Johnson will quickly come and give you one. Thanks, Peter. We gave honour on Good Friday for the sacrifice that was made to us. But today, we give honour to the fact that our Saviour is alive, that He is risen. And because He is alive and He is risen, our lives can be different. We can have hope, we can have joy, and we can have the fulfilment of knowing that whatever we face, He will walk it. So I want us to take a moment right now Open your communion. Bow your head. And maybe this is your moment of saying, Jesus, I'm sorry for what I've made it. Jesus, I'm sorry for holding on to the things that I've held on to. I'm sorry for not trusting you. I'm sorry that, I, that I've said I need to see the nail um, going through your hands and into your side. I'm sorry that I have been there to say you need to prove it. Today, I choose to believe no matter what. So let's take that moment right now. ready, why don't you partake with a grateful heart. Jesus, we want to say thank you. We want to say thank you for all that happened to you on Good Friday. The anguish, the pain, 
the persecution, the whipping, everything that took place. You knew you had to go through that so that Resurrection Sunday would come, so that we would have freedom, so we would have peace, so we would have hope, so we would have joy. So we could receive the Holy Spirit. So our hearts are full with gratitude today. And we say thank you. Thank you for dying and rising again. Thank you, Jesus. I want to encourage you today, online or in in this house, if you don't know Jesus, if your family and your friends have told you about him, but you've chosen not to believe because you want proof, I want to encourage you today Accept the fact that he died. He came to this earth. He died and he rose again for you. And when you accept that, watch and see what will happen. Watch and see what will shift in your thinking. Watch and see how that when the Holy Spirit then comes, as Jesus said he would, it may not change your circumstance. I cannot promise you that. But what I can promise you, is that you never do life on your own. That you never not have someone to call out to. That 24-7 He is in your room with you. He is there to lead you, to guide you, to give you hope and to give you joy. The power is in the name of Jesus. The power for us to start a new beginning is in the name of Jesus. It is Jesus who shifts us, no matter what. Thanks for listening through this message recorded live at Resound Church in Melbourne. You can find out more about who we are online, including service times and our live streams. Have a great week and we'll catch you next time.